Welcome to the Shark Pod, the podcast that explores business and lifestyle design in Ireland and beyond. And now, live from Greystone Studios, here are your hosts, Luke Curry and Mark Baker. What is up, Shark Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Shark Pod. Uh, with me, your host, Luke Curry, sitting here in Greystone Studios. We've got Mark, Marky B out there in Glenageary. How's it going, Mark? All good, Luke. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We've got a very special guest here today, Joe Costello of JoeCostelloMentor.com. How are you doing, Joe? Thanks very much for having me here today, Mark and Luke. So excited to speak to yourselves and to your listeners and share my journey over the last few years so thanks for having me great stuff it's, it's something that we we were just talking before we went live we were, we were doing the kind of back and forth and we were starting to go down a rabbit hole already uh, which is always a good sign but i said joe hold that thought let's uh, save some uh s- save some of that for the for the podcast here today so joe to give you kind of a background a lot of the listeners here a lot of listeners are entrepreneurs salespeople, marketers um people who are you know uh running different uh you know areas of business and stuff like that um so that's who we're kind of talking to and i think that your story really kind of fits in with that type of journey as well um so why don't we start at the beginning um you the would your business uh biggest business success be the limousine business that you started uh in 2007 ish well, it would, but I suppose there's a story before I got to the limousine. So uh, I suppose yeah. one of the things that I did is I was in school and I was a bit of a jack the lad in school <laughs> and I left school at, at 15. So, you, you know, a lot of what I teach now is actually shown that we follow the footsteps of, of people around us and we don't actually realize that we're doing this. So I left school when I was 15. I I started to work in a, a builder's provider's yard and coal yard that my brother left school at 15 and he worked there. So all of a sudden I was following in his footsteps and I worked there for three years. And at the age of 18, I went and I worked with my father in the local council. So uh, he was the, I would have been the fourth generation of, of family to work in the local council in Bonabrina Reservoir. So again, I was starting to follow my, uh, you know, family's footsteps. Was that always and, the plan? Like when you were... Sorry? Leaving, was that always the plan? Because a lot of people that leave school, it's like, say, 15, and they want to go kind of, follow, like you said, following the footsteps. But did you, at that time, was that what the... Is that what your plan was to get into, you know, follow uh, your, your family into that, that, uh, into that type of job? Or was it something that you were kind of encouraged to do? How did that come about? It was just nearly like a default mode. It, w- it was like, you know, why does salmon swim back upstream? Because, you know, the salmon before them swam back upstream and there was no grand plan. It was like, OK, so go and work there part time. And then before you knew it, you were working there full time. And that happened within Bonabrina Builders Providers and in the local reservoir. So there was no grand master plan. I, I think it was... You know, follow your father's footsteps, get a pensionable job, and mm. you know, be happy. And did it? Did it? When you started working there, did you think that that was going to work out? That you were happy with the the pension stuff, or how how long did it take before you knew that's not the you know the road that you wanted to be in? Well, 
Well, I suppose over the next few years, I'm quite a driven person. And uh, between the ages of 18 and 23, things started to go a little bit wrong because, you know, it wasn't what I wanted. Now, there's nothing wrong with working in the likes of that environment, but it wasn't for me. And my attitude towards life became pretty negative. Generally, when your attitude towards life is negative, life's attitude towards you was quite negative. And, you know, I started to sleep in. I started to hang around with the wrong crowd. I started to over drink. And before I I knew I was quite depressed Mm. to the point of that I had a mental breakdown in 2003, where it was that was sort of the turning point of, of me starting to create the life that I wanted rather than defaulting into the life that, you know, was was the salmon swimming upstream. Mm. 100%. It's such an interesting uh, kind of realization that you come to at that stage. Like we've talked to a few people on the uh, the podcast about mental health and a lot of this time it is, you know, the, the over drinking and stuff like that is like a symptom of, you know, that something's not right, that they're trying to, you know, get out of it uh in a different way and at, at that stage when you say breakdown does that mean that you're like stop working completely that you're still working but you're a couple disconnected you're not interested at all or it was a little bit of both I, I i went sick out of work for a while and then when i'd go back i wouldn't want to go to work and then when i was in work although i was in work i wasn't in work and and it came to a point where you know i just didn't want to get out of bed and i was very depressed and I suppose it's the darkest hour before the dawn because, you know, I remember one of the first times one of my mentors that I was with back then, and then I went away from him for a while and I'm back with him now is Bob Proctor. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing uh, converse, uh, Bob Proctor on television. And I remember jumping on the phone back then with him in 2003. And it was, your way is not working, Joe. He says, you're always tired. You're always sick. You're always broke. And he says, I know you don't believe in you, but I believe in you. And it was like it was like that was the first time that someone actually opened the door and just let a bit of light in because I was in darkness for a long time. And that was like, you know, when you throw the the stone into the, the, the pond, you start having the ripple effect. And that led me onto a path of self-discovery where within six months, uh, my life changed from night and day because I went from someone that wasn't that didn't want to get up out of bed to becoming someone that was quite positive. Mm. And, and all of a sudden, I think people, you know, thought there was something wrong with me when I was being positive rather than being negative. It was like as if, what's he after taking, or or, or, or what's the what what pill did he take? You know, it's such a. Like when people, when your reaction is is not the the norm thing, I've noticed that as well. Uh, sometimes if I'm in work and I, I tend not to get worked up about things, I try not to anyway. Or you know, as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at that. But sometimes people think that you're almost being passive aggressive um, if you're being nice about you know something going wrong. You're like, okay, well, this we'll work that out. But it, it seems like I'm gonna they think I'm gonna get them back later or something. It's like a you know, but Mark Baker, I, I, I don't know if you know, notice that about me. Mark's known me for about 20 years. Um, and I don't know if you know, but I, I, I've been trying to get more mellow, Mark. Yeah, well, it's because you're reading uh, Buddhist stuff and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I kind of <laughs> I kind of assume that and you're dressing in in, uh, in robes and stuff now. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I'm joking. Uh, no. yeah, yeah. Joe, when you when when somebody's so far down, um, it's very hard to pick themselves back up. You know, usually it takes somebody else. How did you actually? It sounds like no, I could be wrong, but it sounds like you picked yourself back up through um, the likes of, of reaching out to the likes of Bob Proctor and the positive thinking stuff. How did that come about? How did you come across uh, his work? It was just back then, like in 2003, there was no internet or there was no social media. And I remember looking at a program on television and he was just on television and, and something just caught my eye that I sort of, I, I was at a dead end where, you know, it, it, it possibly couldn't get any worse. So it was like as if, you know, I had nothing to lose. And, and and I do a lot with Dr. Joe Dispenza at the minute. And Dr. Joe Dispenza says you can change your life, but why wait in a state of pain and suffering when you can change in a state of joy and inspiration? But I was in that uh, pain and suffering point. So I had nothing to lose. And it was like as if it was nearly the last throw of the dice. And thank God, y- y- you know, I met Bob. And within a short period of time, that was in 2003, within seven or eight months was when I bought my first limousine. So I was still working in the council. And as you know, the council is a a 39-hour week, and uh, it it was quite easy back then. And uh, I started then, I was double-jobbing it. My father used to double-job it. So there we go. There's another trend there. We do what, you know, our parents done. And my life changed within a year then. I went from, you know, being on 30,000 a year. I was spending 40,000. I was always sick, tired, broke to being someone that actually just started to have a vision and started to believe in myself, started to have a bit more confidence, started to be a bit more positive. And my income trebled within the first year. And over the next few years then, I started to grow the limousine company and I bought another limousine then in 2005 and one in 2006, one in 2007. And we were coming into, uh, in 2006 and 2007, my life changed so much, I just wanted to know why. And I went back in 2006 and 2007 and qualified as a hypnotherapist with uh, Dr. Joe Keeney out of uh, Tucky Street in County Cork. So I remember going back to the Marino Institute of Education and I'd go there, you know, every second weekend and I was doing the limousines and I then was in my nine to five job and I was juggling this. And all of a sudden I was reading books that, you know, me after leaving school at 15, you couldn't get me to read a book when I was supposed to. And here I am later on in life, I had a free will to not read books, but I was like a sponge and I just wanted to know, like, how did I change my life so quickly? And in 2007, I, uh, you know, qualified as a hypnotherapist and more for me. And one of the biggest changes that I had, we were coming into 2008. And that would have been when, you know, Ireland really had the economic downturn, the Mm -hmm. crisis. And people might say it was a recession. I'd say it was more a crisis. But in 2008, we were coming in, I had five cars into, say, the, the crisis. And within the next three years, in 2011, I grew that fleet by 600%. I went from having five cars to over 31 stretch limousines, party buses in Dublin. And I was the biggest limousine operator in what I'd done within Europe 
in one of the smallest cities, but in the economic downturn. And everyone was going around and they were talking about, you know, recession and this. And my mantra that I used to be going around saying, and people will laugh at what I say, I was saying, there's no such thing as recession when you had depression. And I was going around and I was, you know, buzzing and and where everyone was going out of business, they were focusing on the lack and the downturn and all. And I was just starting to focus on what I wanted. And one of the things that I started to learn uh, from Bob Proctor, from doing hypnotherapy, is we when we keep talking about what we don't want, where the focus goes, the energy flows. So when you start understanding quantum physics, not alone with thoughts, we're just adding fuel to the fire. And I just created what it is that I want. And that's basically what I teach today. It's it's really it's something that they don't really teach <laughs> like not obviously in school but just kind of generally i've been just it's it's a coincidence that you're uh you were talking about uh, joe dispenza there i'm reading his uh his audiobook or listening to his audiobook right now uh supernatural getting loads of it i was just talking to to mark just mark last time we spoke we were we were talking mm. about that like there's it's as i get here it's something that as i get older and you know things happen to you in your life and that type of thing and you start to you get to have a little bit of a perspective on what where you you know the good things in your life now and you kind of see how you got them and it was through the kind of positive thinking or visualizing the the house that i'm in the the family that i have i was these are all the things that i was thinking about you know um and if you can tap into that uh and i, I don't know as I get older, I'm more open to those kind of more, not even out there things, which you know what I mean? Like not mainstream ideas about how things are created. You know, not the pra- pragmatic kind of like business plan um, things. I think there's a little bit more than that. Um, and as I get older, I'm getting more open to that. Do you do you find that, Joe? Is that, do you think that, that helps to have that bit of perspective or what do you think? Well, I think, I think this is changing hugely at this minute because the more and more that you have uh with the likes of your dr joe dispenza and your 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 your, well let's say dr joe dispenza so dr joe dispenza is a scientist so years ago when you know say the likes of bob proctor would say i want you to visualize your goal so if you see it in your mind you can hold it in your hand and he'd say You know, I I want you to stop living your life through your five senses. So we're programmed to live our life through what we see, hear, taste, touch and smell. So when we walk out the door and uh, in the morning, what we see, hear, taste, touch and smell is going to interfere with our thoughts. So generally it's the same thoughts, same choices, same actions, same behaviours same experiences, same results. And at the end of a result, we, we, we have a feeling which is going to dictate the next train of thought. So this is what's going on. So what Dr. Joe Dispenza now is, is he's taking all the brain scans and he's putting, you know, he's measuring people at the start of his uh, courses and he's measuring them at the end of his courses and a week later and a month later. And he's shown now through the likes of neuroscience and neuroplasticity how when we visualize our goals, our mind cannot differentiate what's real and what's not. 
So people are saying, well, what, what difference does that make? Well, if you can start visualizing what you want for long enough and you can reprogram your mind, well, then your body is going to start taking actions from your mind and start moving towards your goal. So I, I'm a business mentor, but I actually am 95% of the mindset. I don't really go into the business plan. I go into where your mindset is and, and where's your paradigm. So generally a paradigm is a multitude of habits that we have, uh, that we've inherited from our parents, from our society, from where we're growing up. So if we grow up in a house that speaks one language, we speak one language. If we grow up in a house that's bilingual, we'll speak two languages and so on. So we generally eat what our parents eat. We speak what they spoke. And my job and what I found over the years is let's look at this rule set that we're following and sort of saying it doesn't have to be that way. So interesting as well that you're, you're not really focusing. It's more on the on the mental side of things and like so the, the paradigm. And for, for Mark, the that hasn't been really exposed to the that that way of thinking think about it like or you know i haven't read any uh, books on that subject like we were, were talking about the other day mark um mm. something that i think has been uh, is, joe it's been uh really tied together with a few of our guests lately almost like january ever since uh, uh this year started has been we've had lots of guests that kind of talk about this and they may not talk about it in the way of dr joe dispenza or you know put an put a name on this or whatever but um for example we were talking about norman uh, uh crowley who was on our podcast the other day super successful guy um really interesting to chat to as well um and he said something about uh kind of starting businesses that kind of stuck with me and mark he was saying that you know if you're going to start start a business, the first thing you do, first thing he does is he writes down exactly what he wants to do. And then he starts to tell people what he's going to do, anyone who will listen. And then putting, he said this uh, kind of, this phrase that really stuck with me and Mark, he goes, that's when the magic happens. When he starts putting it out there, that that's what, that's what the future looks like. All of these people who can help him start to reach out to him or say, I know a guy who, you know, like he's just started that car business. He's like, okay, I know a guy who is a car designer maybe we should talk to him or and he said having the courage to kind of kind of call the shot um kind of like babe ruth you know picking the spot in the in the crowd before doing it um i don't want to say magic mark but uh something mm. along those lines you know kind of power of intention. no you do see it you see it a lot even even with in the ufc with conor mcgregor he yeah. he was doing the same thing and he i think he speaks to the same type of uh mindset as well but i think why people drift away from that kind of positive thinking and they might think it's a bit or the secret and it, and it gets a bit of a bad rap because people think if you project out you know that you want to be a millionaire you'll just become a millionaire and there's no work involved but that's that's of course that's not possible um there has to be work involved as well but then you can't just sit down and just do hard work all the time <clears throat> and expect big things either if you don't have a goal, if you don't have a bigger or a positive attitude and attract people to you, whether it's customers, business partners, whatever it may be. So personally for me, they go hand in hand. And I don't know if it's 50-50, the kind of hard work, the business plan, the structure and 50% positivity. I haven't figured that out yet. Mm -hmm. Some people will say it could be 95% kind of positive thinking, um, 5% uh, practicality or whatever way you want to put it. But um, I think it's really interesting. And we are seeing a lot of, this trend in almost every successful, you know, quote unquote successful people that we've spoken to have all 
had an element of that to there, along with hard work and, and all the other stuff and a great, great ideas. Um, but just, Joe, just to go back to, and this is so interesting as well, and so is the, the hypnotherapy stuff as well, but just to go back to the limousine business, really interested to understand how that all works. Who's your, where's your biggest customers? You know, is it Debs? Is it, you know, the only time I'm ever in a limousine is probably a Debs or a wedding or a funeral. You know, who, what's that business like? What's it like running a limo business? Well, well, I've since sold the limousine company, I I suppose. So between 2008 and 2011, why it was so recession-proof was a lot of 90% of my customers was from working-class areas. And you'll actually find the working-class areas wasn't as affected as much as some of the other areas. And, uh, you know, these were the ones that were spending the money but it, it generally was was broke down into four sections uh, section you know one was weddings uh, second one would have been debs third was night outs and then the fourth one would have been country runs which was broke down into hen or sag parties generally going up and down to the country so you sort of had four different parts of that and everybody else in the country was going out of business and I was buying up companies all over the country. And we'll go back to what Mark said there a minute ago about people speaking things into existence. Uh, a lot of what I teach, we, we generally have laws of the universe. So that's called the law of the transmutation of energy, is which we speak things into existence. So as Norman turned around and said there, Norman says he gets up and he's going to say what his goal is or what his vision is. And when he does that, he puts that out into the universe. And when you start understanding quantum physics and everything is energy, and what he's doing is he's shifting his frequency. And when you shift your frequency, you will meet the person that's on that frequency and you will get the idea. Now, I'm going to go very big chunk on this because I could spend an hour talking about this and energy where if people don't understand this, they're probably going to say, oh, this law of attraction and Rhonda Bourne and, and so on back in 2006. A lot of people sort of forget about the law of attraction, which Rhonda Bourne uh, sort of left out. So it's all well and good having your positive thinking. But your your positive thinking, when you understand how the mind and the body uh, you, you know, works, we have our thoughts, which can be positive and which creates positive feelings. And the positive feeling, we need to take an action towards the goal that we want. So it's a little bit like if, if you want to create a new business and you're visualizing that business, but you're not taking any action towards, you know, creating that business or setting up a website or you know, knocking on doors to see if the business going to work. It's not going to work. But if you have that positivity and you're taking that action, does it? Does another law of the universe called the law of the cause and effect, Emerson said is the law of all laws, is action attraction or action reaction. So when we're in this positive state and we take the action, that's when we start meeting the people and we start getting the ideas. Now, years ago, this was all early fairly, but nowadays it's all measured through science. And, you know, if you got to know me, you'd start hearing me quoting all these laws. I'd sound like a, a barrister, but I'm anything but a barrister when I start quoting all the laws of the universe. It, it's such a, like, 
I, I know what you're talking about there, and and if you get, Mark, if you ever get a chance to, to read one one of these books, they like it almost like goes almost in my opinion like kind of so deep on the on the science part because they're trying to you know show you exactly how the whole thing works. When I'm I'm kind of like I know this uh this is probably the wrong way to go about it, Joe. But when I read these types of books, I'm like, okay, give me the like I I don't need the. The, even the science behind it just give me the the nuts and bolts i'll go do it then you know, like, that kind of way maybe that's i've got kind of an action bias there so i've taken a lot from the uh this is the, the first type of book that i've read on that but i think it's uh it's, it's really interesting and is that so when it comes to the the mentoring uh business um if you go if the listeners want to go to joecostellomentor.com and have a look at some of the uh testimonials some of like i've, I've talked to uh, like we've talked to businesses, you know, this is I think number sixty-two or sixty-three um, on the Shark Pod. So we've talked to lots of businesses that have kind of snippets from customers and stuff like that. But if you really want to see how to how a uh, if the listeners out there really want to see how a testimonial should be done, uh, go have a look at Joe's website. Really, really great stuff. Really engaging. Like you, these people aren't actors. You can see that they're really engaged with what you've you've done for them. Um, is that part of the? is that part of the package like when they they sign up you say if if i do really well we give us a shout out how do you get those or is it very easy to get them once you've you've uh, kind of had the impact i will genuinely say hand on my heart that if you apply yourself to the mentorship okay and basically i have a license to brag what i teach because what i teach is a bob proctor program which dates back to the the 1920s, it's all dating back to Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Now, Napoleon Hill studied some of the, the greats, your Thomas Edison, your your Wright brothers, your Henry Ford, your Andrew Carnegie, who was the richest man in the world back then. And he created a formula, like there's a system and there's a science to success. And he created what all the common traits was within all these people. And, and and it's not taught in school. And I'm not being condescending on school because my son, Harry, is 12. He's 13 in uh, August and he's starting secondary. And, and, and I want him to get an education. But when you start to learn to live your life from the inside out, that's the only way that you can change. And, and as I was saying in life, we're programmed. And, and Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this, that we're going around and we're, sleep awake 95% of what we do at the age of 35 is an unconscious habit condition program that we've no free will that we wake up in the morning and, and you know when we wake up we check the phone we check the whatsapp we check the, the email we get up and we have a shower and we go downstairs and we drink the cup of tea out of the same cup and we have the same cereal and we get into the car and we reverse out the same driveway and put on the seatbelt the same way and we drive to work in the same traffic. And when we go into work, we see the same people who push the same buttons. And we've lost our free will to a program. So what I do and what the program I do is take you out of, say, the hamster on the wheel. And the very first question you have to ask yourself is, what do you want? And I teach people to grow as an individual. So people turn around and say, what's a goal? 
and I'll say, well, a goal isn't to get. A goal is for you to grow as an individual in your mindset. And when you grow with inside of you, your house, your car, your business, your career, your bank balance, your mind, your body, your soul, your relationships is going to grow. So they're a byproduct of you growing as an individual. And I have people increasing their turnovers by 30s, 50s, 100, 200, 300%, you know, which isn't logical, you know, it to the normal naked eye. But what Einstein said is logic will take you from A to B, but imagination will take you anywhere. And one of the six mental faculties that I get people to tap into is number one is your imagination. Number two is your reason mind. Number three is your perception. And when you start changing these internally, you'll change the outside of your world. And as Norman said, this is where the magic happens. You know, this is the stuff that happens here. You, you know, that way if you look at the testimonials, they're general people, you know, that just come in, do the program and just achieve exponential results by just following the program. That's it. It's amazing. The, the, the word programming came up quite a lot there. It's something that I've often thought about, especially on the podcast where we've interviewed people with such kind of diverse uh, lifestyles, diverse businesses. Like how many people out there are in that program? They, they like, like you're saying there, they're waking up in the morning. It's all, they're being influenced by everything that's happened in the past without any plan for the future and that's not a plan where they just write something down i mean having a feeling about where they're going have a excited about the future i think it it well it's hard to say if you know most people are like this but i've i've spoken to a lot of people where they are not so excited about the future in fact they've got a lot of you know anxiety about what's coming around the corner they might be you know not making plans past next week you know or and stuff like that so i find when i have that that really positive bright big uh uh potential future uh, and think about that the day-to-day i think you're although i think that definitely you'll point you'll kind of orient your way towards that future definitely but i think just as a byproduct you're kind of happier day-to-day because you're kind of you know things are going to get better or you know things are going towards your if you're pointing the right way you just got to keep going you know that's how I feel. Well, when you look at us, like we're spiritual beings and we live in a physical body and we're goal-seeking organisms. So from a young age is we want to crawl. When we crawl, we want to walk. When we walk, we want to run. Then we start cycling the bike with stabilizers. Then we want to balance the bike. And then we want to go on the bike with no hands. We go to the gym. We want to lift heavier, we go in a race and we want to run faster. So this is an inner mechanism inside of us that, you know, we're goal-seeking organisms. And if you're not being defined by a vision of the future, your memories of the past will make your future very predictable. And you mentioned there that someone is living in anxiety. So generally someone that's living in anxiety is worried about the future. And then someone that's in depression is worried about the past. Uh, And it's about how can we start to live in this exact moment? Because uh, if you're a fan of Buddha, Buddha says there's no such thing as the future. 
there's only now because how you think and the action that you take now in this moment is going to dictate your future. So the past is gone and your action now is creating your future. It's, it's you know, really, we're going deep on this. And I think it's a, a really interesting thing. But if you had to say, Joe, yeah, like who would be, who would be the, the, the profile of someone who would get the most out of the program that you get, you're running at the, the mentorship um, uh, business? Like who, who, who do you want after this? If there's people that are listening to this, uh, this podcast that are really interested in this, maybe they don't know that much about um, what we're talking about, but it sounds interesting. It sounds like uh, something that they'd like to get into. What do you, what's the kind of the typical profile of the people that you work with? It's funny. I've everyone from people in nine to five jobs. I've sole traders, I've SMEs, I have corporate uh, corporates, I have CEOs of companies, I have people from uh, the, the, the bottom of Ireland to CEOs in Dubai. So I deal with everyone. And you know something, to see someone just grow from, you, you know, being in a nine-to-five job to start a little business is just as, as rewarding for me as someone that, that 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 doubles their turnover from three million to six million. It's just very rewarding, yeah. and y- y- you know we have this infinite potential that we can tap into. Like so, when I first got into property back in two thousand and thirteen in Cookstown in Tala, I bought my first commercial warehouse for the limousines, and I remember I brought my uh, accountant up into Cookstown, and back then the commercial market was on its knees and all the, the, the warehouses was after getting robbed of the, the copper and the lead and, and all the wire. And my accountant advised me not to buy the warehouse. He actually always makes a joke. He says, it was like the wild, wild west and there was tumbleweed blown through Cookstown. And I bought the warehouse. I didn't listen to him. And, and I was lucky enough, the warehouse was a little bit bigger than what uh, I needed. That was in April 2013. And we fast forward April 2016, three years later, I had 48 tenants in Cookstown and I had a couple of hundred thousand square foot of warehouses. And that all came because I had a vision of the future that nobody could see. And I could see all them warehouses rented out. I could see me one by one. And each time I'd get one warehouse ready and then... I'd, I'd sort of recuperate and I'd get a little bit of money. The next one would come up and I took out a block of, of a couple of hundred thousand square foot uh, with, uh, that's on seven acres. And today I have a planning application lodged. It's one of several planning applications that I've lodged because I turned into a residential developer, which is for 1,104 apartments. That's probably going to be, I'd say, in the top three planning applications in ireland this year in quantity size but definitely from a single individual that's not involved in a a corporation it's going to be the biggest planning application so what i teach is in big words uh a lot of the time the sum of the sentence i'd say isn't even grammatically correct but you know i'm I, i i'm not teaching that i'm teaching listen change the inside of you. And when you change inside of you, you know, your outside is going to be a direct reflection of how you view yourself. Love that. Love that. That kind of rounded off as well to see that it's, this is, you're still in the business game. You're still thinking big and, uh, hopefully the, that 
the um, the planning permission comes through on that one. Um, Mark Baker uh, has a, a list of questions that we do in a kind of a lightning round, Joe. That's kind of some, that's kind of a little tradition we've got on the uh, on the Shark Pod. Uh, we'd love to pick your brain on a few items before we let you go back to your uh, your tea time here this evening. Thanks very much, Jeff. Fire away. Good. Okay, nice, nice and easy at the start. What apps do you use most on your phone? Uh, what apps? Well, I just deleted Facebook and Instagram off my phone the other day because they were taking up too much time. So it was Facebook and Instagram, yeah. Um, what's the best business idea you've never acted upon? What's the best business idea I never acted upon? Uh, uh, I don't know. Are you having me there? Uh, sorry, <laughs> I'll have to pass all. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, what time do you get up at in the morning and what time do you go to sleep? I get up at 5 a.m. Start my day with an hour and 15 minutes meditation and then a, a video read, write, and uh, go to bed about 10 o'clock. Okay. That's, that's right. Um, that, and, yeah, and over an hour of meditation, is that from a... Is it just to, for the listeners? Is it uh, like based on a certain practice, or is it just a, a mindfulness thing? What's do you have a? Well, that's a Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation. So I do an hour yeah. and fifteen in the morning and forty-five in in the afternoon. So two hours a day I do meditation. Wow! Every day. And how important is that for you? Usually, when you understand that. Uh, all the work happens uh, in the eaters and that's where the magic happens when you're in the when you can quiet out the outside world that's where the magic happens nice. makes sense okay here's one how much money is enough money well you know we can get caught up on the the track of uh, chasing achievement uh, in 2017, I ended up with someone that was very rich on paper, but I had to relook at my life, and uh, I was I was chasing fulfillment from materialistic uh, things, and I really went deeper down into the spiritual element of life, and and just happy in life. So the short answer is, uh, wealth is within your mind, which is true happiness. So, yeah. Okay. Um. Is it who you know, or is it what you know? Well, it's what you know and taking the action of of what you know will bring you to the who you know. Interesting. And I think that's kind of interesting as well, because uh, Rob Cullen, who put us in uh, in touch when he was on the podcast, one of his answer or his answer for that one was, uh, who knows you should be some, so by putting yourself out there and being a known person to to go to I thought that was interesting as well cool hey Mark what do you think two more what's just the burning two here that we've got here one, sorry one, one thing I just wanted to ask Joe is when we're talking about opportunities coming up and just presenting themselves due to the all the, the, the stuff that you said how important do does your network or people play in those opportunities com, coming into you, into your path well if you're vibrating so if, if you understand quantum physics and you're vibrating at a higher energy uh, you're going to attract the people that you need for your businesses 
and generally me talking here tonight, whoever is meant to come and maybe do a call with me and do a program with me will happen. They're going to listen here and something is going to trigger them. So, you, you know, you create your, your future. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Um, if you could advise somebody to learn one skill, what would it be? Uh, one skill would be the power of visualization. Hmm. And if, if you learn that with persistence to understand, uh, to be persistent in visualizing what you want, uh, you know, have a, a little bit of fate matched in with that. So what is fate is to see the invisible, to believe in the incredible and to achieve what the masses think is the impossible. So if you amalgamate the three of them together. Okay. I, think, I think that's a hell of a one to, to, to finish on. And there's one more question, Joe, that we that we ask yeah. everybody here on the Shark Pod. Um, it's, not, it's not as heavy as some of the ones we've gone through today, but if you had to choose... Would you prefer a Shark Pod T-shirt or a Shark Pod a, a Shark Pod mug? A mug. Mug. The twenty twenty one is the year of the mug. Everyone's getting the mugs. Uh, we've got a new uh, supplier, I believe, from Latvia, Mark. That's uh, that's that's filled in the gap. We had to get a new one uh, recently. So, Joe, we're going to get that out to you uh, as soon as possible. We really, really interesting conversation here uh, this after this. Uh, evening and you know what we probably never talked about this type of stuff on the podcast before and i love having a bit of variety um for anyone out there who's looking for uh to learn more about joe like i said before joe costello mentor.com is there anything anywhere else where people can kind of look you up or is that kind of your main point there so i'm on facebook i'm on instagram joseph costello mentor joseph costello mentor.com is the uh is the website drop us a message i can jump on a call i can talk about whatever they want the worst thing that can happen is maybe i can point them in the right direction but uh i just like to say thanks very much for making me feel at home here lads uh and i really enjoyed the chat lovely all right Appreciate joe. It, joe we'll talk to you very soon i wish you all the best of luck in everything that you do and uh let's uh let's have a part two maybe when we get our visualization visualization on uh, maybe a year from now and see if we've made it made it happen all right <laughs> no but thanks all pretty right. much thanks joe thanks joe right. cheers